0: Hello? Does this thing still work? Wait, you mean there was actually a Ducks game to talk about? Well, how about the theme music? Does that at least still work? Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, how about that? The theme music at least still works. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, host of Locked on Anaheim Ducks, thanking you for making this your first listen of the day. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade, and I'm I'm not going to do my normal intro. First, I want to mention that we haven't had a show in a while. It's been about a couple of weeks, and I want to just explain a couple of things that's happened. There has been some changes around here. There's been just some changes, just like in the background, nothing too big. Um, also, I'll come out and say it. I had a battle with COVID. Um, Yeah, it it happens to everybody, happened to me, but I'm back, you know, still not quite out of COVID quarantine yet, but at least well enough to do a show or two and talk about the Ducks, and we finally had some games to talk about. I know I could have done a show over the weekend about All-Stars and all that, but, you know, I wasn't quite feeling 100% needed to take a mental break Look, folks, let's just be honest. Like Everyone needs a mental break at some point, and that's partly it. So for those of you that had some very kind words, I want to thank you for those kind words. It was, it was good to take that break and just good to get back on track and pretty much get on the other side of COVID. So just want to be completely transparent and completely honest with you, the listeners, as to why there hasn't been a show for the better part of a couple of weeks. So, yeah, that's what's going on. All right, so we have a game that just ended within the hour between the Ducks and the Seattle Kraken. What was that? That was just a weird, bizarro game. I'll admit I was watching the Olympics behind me. I had the Ducks game on in front of me, and I had the San Diego goals game to my right because John Broadbent, who normally covers these games, he was not around. He's on vacation. So I was pinch hitting doing Goal's Duty and Duck's Duty at the same time. So while I did watch the Ducks game, I had to go back and re-watch a few moments of it just to be better prepared for this for this podcast and be better prepared to talk about it. And I'm sorry that I looked back on this because the Ducks went with their old ways once again. And, you know, it, it it's old habits, a lot of old habits. And this begins with even before the game, Because Coach Dallas Eakins decided to play Derek Grant instead of Max Comtois? You mean to tell me that last season's scoring leader was out of the lineup in lieu of Derek Grant and Nick Delorier and even Buddy Robinson? Why in the world would you take out Max Comtois? There are still a lot of questions as to why that happened. There's questions as to if Comtois is all right. I mean, there's still a lot more questions than answers, some of which I will get to on tomorrow's special podcast. Yes, we will have a special Saturday podcast to talk about all this. But just going over this game, it was it was a crazy first couple of minutes, wasn't it? First, you had the Ducks just coming out full force. The Kraken came out full force. Ryan Donato scored right away to make it 1-0. And then a few seconds after that, we had a pretty bad, Big fight right along center ice. And this was a fun one, folks. This was a good, long t- tilt between Jamie Alexiak and Nicholas Delorier. Now, Delorier knows how to fight. Alexiak, he knows how to fight pretty well. This was two seconds after the Donato goal. And they were going at it. They were throwing some pretty good haymakers. This was a long fight. One of the better fights of the season. For the Ducks, probably one of the better fights in the entire NHL this season. And that's saying a lot. The fans were into it. The Ducks were really into it. Because immediately, immediately after that fight, 10 seconds afterwards to be exact, the Ducks just came out and said, no, we're getting this for you. So Isaac Lundestrom scores his 10th of the season on the heels of that amazing fight, making it 1-1. But then 12 minutes later, Vince Dunn scored on kind of a sloppy play, making it 2-1 Seattle. Dunn, that was just one of those weird plays that was in favor of Seattle. Second quarter, things got a little crazy once again. Isaac Lundestrom scored his second of the game on assist from Troy Terry, who's at it again, and Derek Grant, who I just talked about. Okay, fine. What about, oh, so the Ducks go on a power play. Yay! This was a surgical power play. Probably one of the better ones of the season. The Ducks didn't have many opportunities, but this one, they struck perfectly. Great passing, great awareness, overall a fantastic power play. This one went kind of tic-tac-toe-ish from Zegras to Drysdale on the point. Drysdale blasted one from the point and it got deflected off of Raquel's stick. Right up front. So that made it 3-2 in favor of Anaheim. At first, I thought that was Jamie's goal. It looked like it. But then on the replay, you saw, indeed, that Raquel tipped it right up front. So good job, Ricky. 11th of the season. Drysdale. Hey, you know what? That's another point for Jamie Drysdale. And another point for Trevor Zegras on the power play. Which is still one of the top units in the league. But then after that. Ryan Donato scored his second of the game. Ouch. That made it a 3-3 three, three tie. So then we go into this third period. The Ducks were starting to get outshot quite a bit. Second period was in favor of the Kraken. That was Seattle's best period probably of the entire game. No, it was. It really was. And I think about what the Ducks were doing differently between the second period and the third period. First off, in the third period the Ducks kind of stopped playing offense. They went into... They they turtled, basically. Well, they theoretically turtled. Not as far as a fight goes, but as far as they just were not putting many shots on goal. In fact, shots on goal were only 6-5 to in favor of Seattle. It was a very slow-down game, and they were playing a prevent defense. That is not how you win games. This is going back to your old habits. And speaking of old habits... Did you notice that there were quite a few times that Trevor Ziegris was getting benched in this game? We'll get to that later. But talking about this game, Jordan Eberly scored his 13th of the season with only a minute 42 left. And that gave Seattle the win. 4-3 was your final score in favor of Seattle. And this was a bad one if you're a Ducks fan. This is one that the Ducks probably could have had if they decided to play just full force for the last few minutes and it just did not happen. Yes, there was all the action in the first couple minutes and that was fun. It was a great tilt. And then you had that great deflection from Ricky Raquel. That was fantastic. And then after that, they just kind of said, no, you know, we're we're not going to play offense that much. We're just going to... Go as is. And then you have John Gibson, who gets pissed off. He has a bad roughing penalty. There was some bad penalties late in the game for Anaheim. I mean, yeah, I did like Isaac Lundestrom's game. He had two goals. He drew a big hooking penalty on Geeky. I thought that was great. I I thought Lundestrom was by far the player of the game for the Ducks. But again, they try to rely on John Gibson a little bit too much. They relied on just shut down defense a little bit too much. Sometimes you have to just keep the foot on the gas and try to score goals instead of preventing the other team from scoring. And what happened with the maybe four minutes left, the Ducks started to do something that they hadn't done in a while. They played to try to get a point in overtime. They were trying to prevent any little play from happening and just say, no, you know what, we're going to take this overtime. No, that is not how you win games. In fact, the Ducks have been burned by this multiple times this season, and we'll talk about that after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about my favorite protein bar in the world, Built Bar. So this is the time of year where a lot of people have pretty much given up on all their New Year's resolutions. Well, certainly not this year, not for me. I've stuck to my resolution to eat right, except for the last couple days. Thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I'm actually enjoying these Built Bars. And especially the Built Puffs. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy, They're not just a protein bar. They're an absolute treat. And they're still covered in 100% real chocolate. My personal favorite flavor, the Churro Puff. That is right. Oh, and folks, guess freaking what? The Churro Puff is back. Let me repeat that for you guys. The Churro Puff is back yeah does that have your attention guys so head over to built.com and use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order of built bar and definitely check out the churro puff because it is back for a limited time this weekend coming up after the first intermission we're going to talk about some breakdowns including tonight's breakdown stay locked in Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. Okay, so can we talk briefly about that trash play by Vince freaking Dunn late in the third period? So here's what happened. There was a little bit of slashing going on between Trevor Zegras and Vince Dunn. That happens in every game. That always happens. I've I've played. It kind of hurts, like, you know, a little tap. That kind of hurts, whatever. But then you kind of rear back and you wind up and you just... Throw your stick at someone else. That hurts. That freaking hurts. That was, I mean, what Zegers did wasn't cool. And Zegers did deserve the two minutes for slashing Vince Dunn. That one was fine. But then Vince Dunn coming back and winding up. That's the thing that gets to me. He wound up and got Trevor Zegers on the leg. And Zegers did go down pretty hard. But I've been hit like that. It hurts. And it would piss me off too. What got me upset was that Vince Dunn didn't get an extra 2 minutes because I thought he should have gotten more than the 2 for that slashing. That was a that was a wind up and I don't I don't think it was intense to injure, but it was still pretty bad. So, just wanted to talk about that for a second. So, the latest breakdown by the Anaheim Ducks. This looks a little bit too familiar. And this is going back to some pretty bad habits that the Ducks had early in the season. This is a part of the season that I kind of wanted to forget about. I wanted to take that part out of my mind and just say, No, 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 forget it. Forget it. Get it out. Get it out. Nope, it's come creeping back. Those memories of late game collapses are back. Remember early in the season when we thought, Oh, here come the Ducks again. Uh they're losing once again. Yeah, remember, remember six losses in a row in October. And I I saw some of the Ducks fans going, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Yeah, no, don't don't lie, Ducks fans. Don't lie because I remember the tweets. I remember some of you saying, Well, here we go again, another lost season when they started off two, four, and three in the month of October. And then that winning streak came. But let's go back to some of those bad habits. Starting with... Actually, let's start with the second game of the season. Because that's where it kind of began. A game against the Minnesota Wild. Where the Anaheim Ducks were content, to say the least. They were content to go into overtime and get a point. They were playing prevent defense. I get that. That's what happens. And then the Minnesota Wild happened. Remember the Marcus Fellino goal with less than 10 seconds left in regulation? Remember that? Remember how bad the Ducks muffed that final minute up at the Ponda? I remember that. I could hear the boos on the broadcast. That pissed off a lot of fans. And rightfully so. The Ducks had that game. They had it in their control and blew it with about 9-10 seconds left. That was bad. That was really bad. I mean to lose it with with that little time left. That sucks. So instead of getting 1 or possibly 2 points. They got 0 points. That was the start of it. Now they did win that game at the Saddle Dome against the Flames. Thanks to Jamie Drysdale. Who was freaking awesome. Or you know I'll give a shout out to Savannah and Cecilia. Jamie Drydusty, as you guys like to call him. So Drysdale, perfect overtime winner. And that felt like a turning point. And then there was the game against the Oilers at Rogers Place. Remember that game? Remember? Remember? The Ducks had, quote, had, had, had. They had a lead going into the third period. And then Edmonton scored three goals in a row to beat the Ducks by one. Oof, that was bad. I do remember the Evan Bouchard goal. I remember the Zach Cashin power play goal. That felt like another one of those, not exactly a low point, but it felt like a point in the season where, you know, you're having Derek Grant play out there at certain times. You're having the fourth line play prevent defense instead of just putting your foot to the gas and say, no, you know what, we're going to score more. We're going to try to score more goals. And honestly, the Ducks were firing on a lot of cylinders. Kevin Shattenkirk was looking good. Zegris was looking good. Deloria was even looking good. Sam Steele, he was having a great game. Steele had two goals. And for some reason, for some reason, I don't know why still to this day, that Sam Steele line wasn't played nearly enough in the third period. They were firing on all cylinders. They looked really good. And then Coach Dallas Eakins decides, no, I'm not going to play that line that has been so good the first two periods. Nope. I'm going to leave him in the bench. And what do you think happens after that? Just saying. Oh wait, no, we're not done, by the way. <laughs> How about the game at the Panda against the Winnipeg Jets? That one. That one was probably the worst of them all. Because the Ducks had had a 3-2 lead going into the final TV timeout. In fact, they had they had a lead with about a minute and a half left in the game. They were on their way to winning that game. And instead of putting them away, especially after that filthy Trevor Zegras goal, which, by the way, was his first of the season at the time. Remember how excited we got? Like, Zegras, he's finally off the schneid. He finally got a goal. And this was at a time where Zegras was struggling mightily. This was also a time where Coach Dallas Eakins was putting Ziegris on the bench. That had been my fear for a long time. Remember? And then Ealer scored not one, but two goals. Instead of Anaheim winning three to two, they lost four to three. Well those memories are now back. Because the Seattle Kraken pulled off they, they pulled off a heist against the Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks should have gotten at least a point out of this, and they failed. This was a failure on multiple accounts. The defense failed, that fourth line failed, and especially Coach Dallas Eakins. He failed the team on that one. So there's going to be a lot more questions and answers, and this sucks. This sucks because the Ducks don't have a game coming up the following day or even over the weekend. We got to wait five days. We gotta wait till this road trip through Canada, the makeup road trip against Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. We gotta wait. It sucks waiting. This is gonna stew in the minds of Ducks fans for the rest of the weekend and for the first part of the week. It sucks. These late breakdowns have gotta stop happening. If the Ducks are to succeed in this league, they cannot blow late leads like this. And they cannot allow late goals like this. It's a bad habit that's come creeping back. Yeah, can't do it. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. But first, let's head over to Bet Online where the game starts. And by the way, the Super Bowl is this weekend here in SoCal between the Los Angeles Rams, who used to play in Anaheim, by the way, and the Cincinnati Bengals. There are several prop bets. There's bets on the National Anthem. There's bets on the coin toss. There's bets on the halftime show too. All, all kinds of late odds, totals and whatnot, and performance props. All of this on betonline.net, which is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. And of course, it still remains the best spot for all your sports scores, and there's basketball, and there's hockey as well. So head over to betonline.net right now, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Welcome back, everyone, to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You know the drill. You you know what I always say. It's It's been a while. Do I remember how to do this? Do I, do I even remember how to podcast? Is, is this how we do it? Is this how you podcast? It, it's been so long, I kind of forgot. Oh, right. We're talking about the ducks and ah balls. Who's texting me right now? I'm leaving this all in because I'm just in that mood right now. Why are you texting me after this game? Why? Why? But you know what? I'm going to leave all this in because it, it's just a mood. I mean, I'm kind of here for the vibes anyway. Ducks lost 4-3 to to the Seattle Kraken. So I did actually have something in mind to talk about for this final segment. And this, this has to do with coaching. And poor Pat Verbeek. First day on the job as GM, and he is subjected to the full Ducks experience. And what I mean by the full Ducks experience is that you have Coach Dallas Eakins, he benches a guy, then he brings him back, then he decides not to play him as much, and then the Ducks blow a late lead. Yeah, this is the real Ducks experience. That's what's going on. Oh, and by the way, looking back at one of those games that I just talked about as far as late breakdowns, there is a big similarity between this game and the game against the Minnesota Wild all the way back in mid-October. So I thought I remembered this, so I had to actually look this up right now. The game between this one and October 15th, 2021. There's one glaring thing in common. is that Trevor Zegres did not get nearly enough playing time. Let's look, shall we? That line with Trevor Zegres and Max Comtois and Ryan Getzloff, they got 14 and a half minutes of playing time. That's it. That's all they got. Zegres was seemingly benched for some of that game. And look what happened. Oh, look who got more time. Derek Grant, 17 minutes. Okay, fine. So, Zegers got less minutes than Grant. And Grant was played a lot at the end of that game. And look what happened at the end of that game. They lost at the last minute. Now, look at this game that took place just an over an hour ago. Uh, Trevor Ziegris, thirteen thirty-nine. 13 and a half minutes, that's it. Ricard Raquel, the same. Raquel didn't get a whole lot of playing time, and that is a shame. Especially when you see that Grant got 15-14, Silferberg 16-08, Lundestrom 15-53, but Lundestrom should have played more. Lundestrom had a fantastic game. Troy Terry, Ryan Getzloff, Adam Henrik, they had the heavy minutes, and rightfully so, because that is your top line, and it is Troy Terry. So that one's fine. But to see Zegris get benched at the end of the first period like that, I kind of sat there going, ah, geez, not this crap again. It's the same thing. This has been happening since last season. This is really lather, rinse, repeat with Coach Dallas Eakins. And I'm sure Pat Verbeek is watching this going, hmm, there's probably an easy way to fix this. But again, This was his first game seeing this up close. So I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of changes coming up and something that I will allude to on tomorrow's podcast. But just looking at the optics of this game, it's a bad look for the Ducks. It was a bad loss. This is one that we're probably not going to forget. And if the Ducks end up missing the playoffs by one game, this is the one that we're going to look back on and say they should have had this one especially coming off of a long break when they hadn't played for 10 days and the last game that they just played. Remember what happened all of 10 days ago? That was a bad loss to the Red Wings in Detroit. The Ducks could have won that game. John Gibson saved their asses. Could have, should have, would have. Oh, well. So that's the state of the Ducks right now. That is the state of Coach Dallas Eakins. Let's see what happens five days from now when they begin their three-game roadie at Calgary. Who, by the way, they're looking really good right now. And if you're a Ducks fan, you're rooting against Calgary and Edmonton, but they're just not losing their games. The Ducks are really in danger of falling out of the playoff picture really quickly if they don't get their crap together. Because right now, in the standings, they are fourth in the Pacific Division. Vegas has 59 points. Calgary, 56. Los Angeles 55, Anaheim 55, but the Kings have a couple games in hand. And right behind them is Edmonton, but thankfully Edmonton continues to lose. But don't forget, it's the top two spots that get the wild card. And right now, those spots would go to the St. Louis Blues and as of right now, the Ducks. But anything could change in the wild card, especially in the wild, wild west. So if you're the Ducks, you've got to pull yourselves together on this one and try to at least get a couple of big wins on this road trip, especially the game against the Edmonton Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks. You've got to win both of those games to send a message. So we'll see what happens later on in next week. All right, that's going to do it for tonight. Once again, thank you all for your listens. And I just got to say thank you all for the support. Those of you that you know, sent a message or said like, Hey, we miss you. And I did get a couple saying like, Hey, we miss you. You haven't had a show in a while. Is everything okay? You know, COVID struck. So again, I'll, I'll just be honest, COVID struck among other things, which I won't get into that's kind of personal, but that, that was a big one and it sucks. I don't wish COVID on anyone. So, you know, I always say, you know, be careful out there, be safe wear a mask, you know, get vaccinated if you haven't already. You know, just just be safe, guys. Just be safe out there. I, I want to see all the Ducks fans again at the Pond, and I especially want to see all the Gulls fans at Pechanga again because it has been a long time, folks. So just, again, thank you for the support, and thanks for continuing to listen and catching up on the podcast. It's really, really greatly appreciated. Alright, don't forget, this podcast is available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. And thanks for making this your first listen of the day. And don't forget to check out Locked on Bets with your boy Q. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I can't think of it right now. Oh yeah, my Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, Thank you all so much for listening. It's greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a good weekend. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow. Please remember to be safe out there, especially like everyone. Please, please be safe out there. Be kind to one another and ducks fly together.